Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Tomorrow is the start of 2022. It really is amazing how fast the years go by, especially as we get older, especially as we get used to the years passing us. But did you know that God wants you to have a happy new year? That's the title of an article that we have available to you at pcg.church, written by Mr. Dennis Leap. God wants you to have a happy new year. Yet at the same time, he doesn't want you to celebrate new years. How does that make sense? How does that add up? Well, this is a little bit similar to what I talked about regarding Christmas last week. New Year's celebrations go back about 4,000 years, and they are associated with a lot of evil, wrong behavior. That is why God does not approve of celebrating New Year's. It's actually really the oldest of any of the holidays. So the Babylonians started with this festival and this festival involves a lot of switching of the dates on the calendar. Uh, there's a lot of rituals associated with new years and over, over the centuries, they had a hard time figuring out which calendar to use and, and which dates to go by. But even the fact that the new year begins in the dead of winter is a bit strange, right? Here in this article, God wants you to have a happy new year. Mr. Leap writes about the Babylonians. He says, for 11 days, people underwent ritual purification, confronted evil, examined their transgressions, and sought redemption. People desired to put an end to their old ways and find new beginnings. So, what is so bad about all of that? That actually sounds pretty appealing. People are trying to become better, better versions of themselves, new people entirely. The Babylonians seem to be onto something here, right? Well, it's not as good as it might seem on the surface, sadly. Mr. Leap continues, New Year's festivities were also an appeal to the gods to provide agricultural abundance. This is the ancient root of the New Year's resolutions tradition. 
The Babylonians appealed to the gods, plural, not to the one true God. Ultimately, pagan gods, false gods, are just a cover for Satan the devil. He is the one behind all false worship, all false gods. And these gods could be anything. They could be made out of metal or wood or stone. They could be animals or plants or any type of object, really. Anything crafted with the hands. And so these these fake gods are not alive. They cannot think. They cannot do anything. Yet... Pagan cultures like the Babylonians and many others throughout history have worshipped these gods and thought that somehow this worship would make a positive difference in their lives. As if a hunk of wood or metal could help them somehow. Mr. Leap continues through this history of New Year's celebration. Again, going back about 4,000 years, starting with the Babylonians. It's not really too well-known history. You wouldn't think it started so long ago, but it did. Mr. Leap writes, The Greeks held a not-so-religious New Year's-type festival in honor of Dionysus the god of wine and intoxication in late March. The early Romans imitated the Greeks and also held a New Year's festival at the same time. So here they're changing the dates a little bit. They're starting more around the springtime, which at least makes a little bit more sense. Starting a new year when the world is budding with new life. Greenery. The plants and the trees begin to blossom and bloom and grow again. So they're getting the times right <laughs> a little bit better now. A little bit closer to the, God, the way that God wants to calculate time. Here, um, a little bit further along in this article it talks about all of these efforts to change the times and finally we settled on the gregorian calendar which is used to this day actually we're still going by the gregorian calendar the month of january was named after the roman god janus j-a-n-u-s not the woman's name, Janus. Janus was the Roman god of doors and gates. He had two faces, one looking forward and one looking back. So here again, under Julius Caesar in 46 BC, the new year went back to the middle of winter. New Year's celebrations were shortly kept around the springtime when things were starting to warm up, but then Julius Caesar 
moved it back to January. So this Roman God of doors and gates, two faces, one looking forward and one looking back. That would be the perfect God to name a month after and to start a new year after. The Romans observed New Year's by engaging in drunken orgies, Mr. Leap writes. Wow. So New Year's celebrations today are linked back to that practice. That is breaking the seventh commandment, which says you shall not commit adultery. Any sort of sexual activity outside of marriage between a man and a woman is breaking this seventh commandment. So here the Romans are publicly, proudly trashing one of God's commandments. Now it becomes a little bit easier to see why God would not tolerate or accept New Year's celebrations. Mr. Leap says these drunken orgies were actually considered a spiritual ritual. They believed this ritual constituted a personal reenacting of the chaotic world that existed before the cosmos was ordered by the gods. So they're actually depicting something that they know is less than ideal. The disordered world. Perhaps paralleled to the world after Satan and the demons rebelled against God and destroyed it. But is that what we should do? Should we reenact bad things as part of our true worship? That's just a crazy concept. So you have these sacrifices to these false gods. You have the breaking of the seventh commandment that forbids adultery. All of this connected to New Year's celebrations over the last approximately 4,000 years. The Babylonians, the Greeks, the Romans, essentially the, the largest empires in world history and plenty of other peoples around the world have celebrated this time. Now, the reason why humans put such high priority on specific days and specific times is because actually God cares a lot about specific days. Naturally, Satan is going to counterfeit that. He is going to come up with false days and false observances because God has true days and true observances. There is a true way and a false way, a right way and a wrong way. And to the undiscerning, those two ways can appear rather similar to each other. And it might seem fine to pick the wrong way. But God hates 
that way. And we should feel the same way about it. There's a passage in Colossians chapter 2 that says we should let no man judge us according to how a Christian should behave. Christians don't, don't have to measure up to a worldly standard, but actually <laughs> to God's standard. And God's standard is set by the body of Christ, by the church. God's one true church, the Philadelphia Church of God, can help explain which days are good to keep, which ones are not, which ones are commanded by God, which ones are simply acceptable holidays and good traditions that we may also observe. That would include days like Thanksgiving and Independence Day. Those days have good uplifting history. Thanksgiving points back to the time when the pilgrims came over to America and they had to put in a lot of hard labor to establish a new life here, a life of religious freedom. Thanksgiving also points back to the civil war and proclamations made by president Abraham Lincoln, urging the nation to repent urging the people to remember God in the midst of crisis so that he could deliver them. And of course, the first president, George Washington, also made proclamations related to Thanksgiving. So there is positive history associated with Thanksgiving. Independence Day points to really the start of America receiving the prophesied blessings of the patriarch Abraham. Now, America was blessed while just a colony of the British Empire as well. But really... The, the greatest blessings for America and for Britain came after they split up. America was to be the great single nation and Britain was to be the great company of nations. Their, yes, their empire was prophesied thousands of years in advance. And it didn't really become an empire until America and Britain split. America and Britain reached their full potential when they were separated. Of course, God would have worked that out regardless without necessarily a war between the two. So that could have been handled differently, of course. But on Independence Day, we think about the blessings that God has given to the United States of America. Blessings unparalleled in all of world history. And there are plenty of other uplifting holidays that can point back to some positive national history in other countries too. 
and those are great to observe. But when it comes to Christmas or to New Year's, and there are plenty of others, Valentine's Day, Easter, Halloween, these all have a dark history. They're all associated with false religious practice, with perversion, with sin. And so God hates those days. He hates sin. He hates when we hurt ourselves. Now, it is pretty ironic that the neighborhood where, where my sister lives has a Nimrod Street. We were driving through there the other night. We see all these Christmas lights hanging up on people's houses still. And we pass Nimrod Street. The literal sign is right there in their neighborhood. And if people knew that history, if they knew about Nimrod, this mighty hunter against God who organized the people into cities, who, who became the high priest of their false religious practices involving child sacrifice, if they understood that his mother slash wife, Semiramis, essentially made Nimrod a god after he died, and that all of the Christmas traditions stem from Nimrod and Semiramis, perhaps fewer people would keep Christmas. If they understood all that history, if they understood how satanic it really is, perhaps fewer people would observe that day. And it's the same with New Year's. The Babylonians, the Greeks, the Romans, plenty of other people kept New Year's through idolatry, through adultery and fornication, through drunkenness and foolishness, really. And it's just not an uplifting history. However, as Mr. Leap writes here, God wants you to have a happy new year. It's just a matter of the focus. Actually keeping the new years as part of religious worship or making it such a major part of our lives is not appropriate in God's, in God's view. Daniel seven verse 25 talks about changing times and laws and actually persecuting God's people based on that. So human beings changing the calendar, picking out special days and requiring God's people to observe them. So there can actually be a lot of persecution involved with these pagan holidays. And God's people have to stand up against that. Here is really what I think is a huge reason why we don't keep 
New Year's. It is almost encouraging people to procrastinate. Just think about it. People make New Year's resolutions. They say, I'm going to start this good new habit on January 1st. Now, it could be August. It could be March. And these people are going to wait all the way until January 1st until they start that new habit. If it's such a good habit, why not start it right now? Why wait during my baptism counseling? I was told that I should never be able to expect that a certain date, a birthday when I turn a year older or a, a, a new a new week, a fresh, a fresh start next Monday or next Sunday. That would never be just some, somehow that I could flip a switch and make these radical changes overnight. A new stage in life, moving out of my parents' house and going to college, moving into a place after that. Dating for marriage, getting married, having children. These new stages in life are not going to automatically bring about big changes and improvements in character. We can't wait for a specific date or a specific time and think, okay, my life is going to be better. Everything I need to change in my life is going to change because of January 1st. We have to start today. We have to work today. We have to work like Christ works. John 5 verse 17. And he works because God works. And they don't wait until months down the line to start doing good things. They're being productive. They're making good changes. Not that they need to change anything with themselves, but they're helping us every day. They're not procrastinating on that. They're helping fulfill their plan, their master plan for mankind every day. So there is an element of procrastination in New Year's celebrations. And also, what happens when we procrastinate? What happens if you say, well, I'm going to start a better diet Three weeks from today, <laughs> what, what might you do until that day comes? What might you do for those three weeks before starting that diet? Well, you're opening the door for all kinds of gluttony and binging on unhealthy things. So that by the time your diet starts, you're a lot less healthy than you were before. If you say, I want to start saving more money starting on this date. Well, until that date comes, you're going to be a little bit more likely to spend more 
to enjoy those last more last bits of reckless spending freedom until the day comes around. That's what happens to us with New Year's resolutions. It encourages procrastination and it encourages bad decisions leading up to when those resolutions actually would start. So these are just some things to think about God's perspective on these days. And just remember, God always provides a positive alternative. When he says, don't keep this day, it's destructive to your character. It's not history worth commemorating. There are better ways to spend our time. Better days to observe. Remember, God cares a lot about time. God set up the Sabbath day. The seventh day Sabbath. Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. Every single week. God created the Sabbath by resting. You can see that in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. And he created the Sabbath for us to observe one out of every seven days. He created annual holy days that picture our part in God's master plan, our development into entering God's family one day. You can learn so much more about that from our free booklet, Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which available to you at thetrumpet.com. So God does want us to have a happy new year. But he doesn't want us to observe New Year's. There are better days. There are better times to observe. God gives us so much more than what he tells us not to do or not to indulge in. We can be thankful for those many blessings. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.